NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wooten Y Show. It's week five Moneyball action, some NFL DFS coming right at you on moneyball.com.au. I'm joined on the hotline bling, not by my buddy Josh Root, but uh, making his uh, season debut. We had him on a few times last year. He's a very good NFL DFS player and his name is Mitch Doyle. How are you going, Mitch? It's great to be back, Why? I'm going fantastic. Looking forward to cracking into some uh, Moneyball with you this week. Yes, it's uh, it's good to have you on after a, uh, a long uh, NRL season. Um, if everyone that's listening that knows you knows that you're uh, probably the biggest NRL you know guy that I know. Uh, how did you how did you find the season as a whole? And 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 did you play a bit of Moneyball NRL? Um, I'm kind of glad it's over. If you get me the season, um, yeah. I know it was a fantastic finish. It was a great set of Sharkies win. But I won't listen to anybody who tells me the first 15 weeks of this season was entertaining. You know, so it's one of those years that I probably won't think about much, you know, in the future. So I'm glad it's kind of over. <laughs> yep, fair Kicking enough. Kicking a more NFL, really, that's it. Um, that's all I'm looking forward to now, getting more into the fantasy, more into DFS. I did play a bit of um, the money ball with NRL. I did okay at that, but it just, it's just not the same as NFL fantasy. You all know that. Yep, much In better. terms of fantasy sport, this is where it's at. This is the pinnacle of... Uh, of uh... Of fantasy sports, NBA is great because it's every single day. But you know, you only get 17 weeks to really hit on NFL, so you got to be got to be very, very careful. Last week sort of had mixed results uh, from our end uh, with our with our predictions and our tips for for everybody. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was someone that I wrote about on on the locker room for Moneyball, and he absolutely exploded. I mentioned that he was going to get you know a lot of touches because we knew. Uh, last year when he came back off suspension, that that was what happened. Um, my contrarian pick of Cameron Artis Payne did not work out too well. I will never mention his name on this show Ouch. ever again. Uh, and same with uh, my contrarian pick of Mike Evans. But I am, if you a uh, little sneak peek, I am going to mention his name again in this uh, in this show. But I also mentioned Hunter Henry last week as a bar, you know basement bargain pickup, and he scored quite well in Antonio Gates' absence. So we did okay last week. Not outstanding like we did the week before, but we'll uh, we'll roll the dice this week and see how we go. But in terms of Moneyball action, it's a lot of the same contests as last week. You've got the $2,000 Hail, Hail Mary GPP provided by Moneyball, $15 entry, 156 spots. They've also got some, other, you know, some free Hail Mary rolls just to get people involved. So you just sign up. It's free to enter, you know, and there's a guaranteed, you know, $25 there, but that's free and you can reinvest that money. As you go along, there's Dollar Hail Mary Blast, and then there's also your uh, individual games for Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. So there's plenty there for you, and a whole heap of Sunday Slate games. And then for all you big boppers, there's the $150 uh, guaranteed, the Sunday Blitz champion. So only 15 entries, $2,000 on the line. So one in 15 chance at two grand. It's not too bad, but you've got to be very, very smart to uh, win that competition, or lucky. However, you go. All right, let's let's jump into uh, into week five. You know the drill. We do a start, sit, and a contrarian play. Doyle, start us off your uh, your first your first recommendation of the season. So it's starting quarterback, and I can't get past this guy. I know he's not a great quarterback, but for fantasy purposes, he's done me good over the last couple of years. So Brian Hoyer, wow, at six point four k at Indiana. So versus Indiana, uh, fantastic matchup for me. He's not afraid to throw into deep ball. I'm not saying he's got a lot of weapons, but this is going to be one of your one of your shootouts of the week. And at that price, you can't avoid it for me. I think I'm locking him into almost all my lineups. 
Very interesting strategy. Very, very uh, interesting strategy. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Oh, mate, what did he score last week? 20-odd points, fantasy points. He's, he's hard to avoid for me. Mm. I don't know what it is. I know he's not a great quarterback, but he likes airing it out. He yeah, does. So that draws it to him. He's versing uh, – it's just hard to trust Brian Hoyer, but I get it. I get it. Um, and he's playing an Indianapolis defense that's coming off a uh, – off of London, it's, they're the first team to not have a buy after London. So to see how they play in relation to that will be very, very interesting. I think they, I think their defense will play much better because of the way it played last week and the way that, uh, it, you know, all the things that are going on in Indianapolis. I think they'll have the maybe a bounce back week this week uh, overall, and then it might hit them. The fatigue might hit them the week later. So. I'm treading a little bit carefully there, but the matchup is quite generous. My quarterback start is Derek Carr this week. He is an absolute dynamite at the moment, uh, fantasy-wise. He's he's been a guy that's been huge for uh, fantasy purposes every single week, and he plays a San Diego defense that's you know stingy in the secondary, but it's they're involved in a lot of shootouts. So it's going to be a it's going to be a shootout. You're going to see a lot of uh, late game heroics from Derek Carr because the Chargers like to blow a lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, Derek Carr likes to snatch a win in the fourth quarter based on the uh, season so far. So he's he's got a lot of points. Uh, you know, his lowest score so far is a, is 12 points. Everything else is upwards of 20 or 25 points. So I, I like Derek Carr this week. He is pricey, though, at 9,500. So if you want to spend a little bit less, Brian Hoyer is there. Who's your sit this week? Uh, 9,500 himself. Uh, quarterback has been pretty good this uh, this season, but fallen off last week. Is Matthew Stafford against Philly. I can't play anyone against Philly at the moment with the form they were in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, I just can't do it. I don't yep. need to justify this one that much, do I? No, exactly. I'll give you something. They haven't allowed a passing touchdown yet, the Philadelphia defense. They've only played three games, but still, that's that's enough said. Yeah, exactly right. Yep, I'll come back him at all. Jim Schwartz has got this. Yeah, he has. He's uh, he's auditioning for head coaching jobs, and I think he's pretty much got the foot in the door at the moment. It's just gonna, uh, you know, see out the year without any disasters happening. Uh, Matt Ryan is my sit this week. He is at the moment in the quarter pole of the season, the MVP of the league. Uh, much to <laughs> much to our friend Matthew Bungard's chagrin, he would not be very happy at all. And I uh, I'm loving this right now. I'm a huge Matt Ryan fan, but I, a firm sit this week against the. Uh, a Denver defense that uh, is not is not very fun at all. Uh, you know they've just been getting to the quarterback, making teams pay, and the secondary scares me. I, I I just think Matt Ryan he might have a good game, but I'm not comfortable at that price tag. I'd rather I'd rather look somewhere else. Yeah, in daily fantasy you've got to avoid the Denver defense. I know in your, your some of your leagues you can't do that when you play your week long, but. You can't have, you can't play Denver. Not for nine point five K. No, thank you. No way. No way at all. Uh, I like in that matchup the opposing quarterback. If Trevor Simeon does not play, I really like Paxton Lynch at five thousand dollars against an Atlanta defense. I think uh, if Matt Ryan does keep up his form and manages to put some runs on the board, we could see Paxton Lynch, you know, getting involved in a bit of a shootout. And um, this Kubiak offense has given him permission to run and and to you know pick up some yardage with his legs. And he's a perfect quarterback for this situation and this and this game plan he can roll out of the the, the Kubiak uh, style you know bootlegging and I think he's uh, he was pretty good did not throw an interception last week threw a touchdown he was just closing out the game but I, I liked what I saw from Paxton Lynch and at $5,000 that's uh, hard to say no to yeah he's been he's been good in the little I've seen of him in the preseason and last week and yeah, again, it doesn't matter in a fantasy. If you don't think he's a fantastic quarterback. He has a license to air it out, and he can run. So yep. if he's in there, worth a punt. Mike Contrarian, it doesn't. I don't know if it's that Contrarian, but I think people are kind of talking about it at the moment. But 
Aaron Rodgers in prime time at Lambeau off a bye. 9.5K against the Giants. I love it. Mm. No uh, Green Bay bias from you? <laughs> oh, there's plenty. There's plenty of it. Like, uh, I've, I've got to put my boys in there. There's a couple coming, <laughs> coming later, but yep. I, I just feel like he, he will be an under-owned, expensive quarterback this week. I'm still putting Hoyer everywhere, but maybe like one or two lineups that have got Aaron Rodgers in there. So you are confirming the Wooten Y hashtag or Hoyer everything this week? I am. I'm in. Good man. It's good, to, it's good to have you on the show. Let's move on to the running back position. And my start this week is Jordan Howard, $5,100 versus Indianapolis, who somehow made TJ Yeldon look like a, a Hall of Fame running back last week. Um, it was unbelievable. Every time TJ Yeldon got the ball, he was picking up first downs and making defenders miss. And uh, Jordan Howard has shown more in one game uh, with the Bears than Jeremy Langford has shown in, in 12 or 12 or 13 games, and I think Jordan Howard is is probably the future, uh, you know, early down running back at least for Chicago moving forward, and he's going to see plenty of touches, and I like him against a soft uh, Indianapolis defense, and he's only at $5,100. Yeah, look, I don't know how you do this as an Indy fan, how you keep coming back every week, why, but uh, that defense has not got much. You can pretty much do a, you know, a four-player Chicago stack and feel okay in this this week. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, thanks <laughs> making me feel... Anyway, look, it's win-win for me. Look, if the Colts get hammered, Chuck Pagano is gone. He he has to be fired after this game. Um, and, yeah, it yeah, it's uh, he's got to be fired. But on the uh, bright side, if we do win, you know, we're slowly creeping back. I, I still don't trust Houston to, to really control this division long-term. I'm, I'm not really convinced. You know, they were very sloppy against Tennessee last week, so I'm not sure, but... Anyway, Jordan Howard is a play this week. Uh, he's a guy for, you know, really cheap if you want to, you know, spend money at the quarterback position. Yeah, he's in going some my lineups too, old Jordan Howard. My start of the week, though, Thursday night, another primetime game. We're looking at David Johnson against San Francisco. So the 49ers allowed, allowed 140 yards per game to running backs, which is the most in the league. Allowed three touchdowns. There's probably no Carson Palmer. We're going to have to see... Uh, Sorry, see Johnson get lent on in this game. I feel like it's a great play. And Navarro Bowman is out for the season. You saw Zeke Elliott yeah. uh, just, you know, game completely change and yards per carry change when Navarro Bowman was ruled out. So yeah, David Johnson is a uh, is going to be a uh, have a heavy workload on Thursday night football. Uh, moving on to the sit, who are you sitting this week? Look, Garrett Blunt. I don't trust him with Tom Brady back against Cleveland. It's a nice looking matchup. They might go with the whole the game script and run him into the ground at the end of the game, but. I think this is the kind of game that Brady wants to get his hand on the ball. You know, we hear that angry Tom Brady, all those narratives. I don't buy into that, but I do buy into the fact that Blunt's role will be significantly diminished since Brady's return. Mm. Yeah, he has been, you know, relied upon heavily in Brady's absence, but it does have the makings of a LeGarrette Blount game. I'm not starting him, but, like, if if I'm having to set someone in my lineup and that's around the price tag... I wouldn't say no to putting him in my lineup, but given that I've gone with some cheapies elsewhere, I can afford to maybe put David Johnson in instead of like Aaron Blount anyway. So I, um, I'm not avoiding him, but I get it. I, I, yeah. I think you will see Brady throw it 30 or 40 times because he just he wants to get a feel for it and get back into back into rhythm yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, the price is too awkward. He's 7.6K. You can get, I know he's playing the Vikings, but you can get Lamar Miller for a similar price, and at some point he's going to score a touchdown. I'd rather pay up for Lamar Miller at that price than play the Garrett Blunt. Mm. You know, I, I just think the price range, yeah, I can't touch it. Yeah, I, I I don't know if Lamar Miller was the best example, but like Melvin Gordon is, <laughs> Melvin Gordon is $100 <laughs> yeah, dear. Right. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm avoiding Lamar Miller this week, but there's another avoid oh, yeah. for, for everybody. But mine's Ezekiel Elliott, uh, which is weird because I've been a huge Zeke fan. I still am a fan, but Cincinnati haven't allowed a touchdown on the ground at all this season. And they've been giving up a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers, but nothing on the ground. Very stingy in the red zone uh, to running backs. And at $8,900 uh, against Cincinnati and possibly no Des Bryant, I can see Cincinnati... Uh, being quite dominant here against Dallas, who have shown that they're going to be a good team and, and going to be in that division race for a long time, uh, possibly win the division. I, I This week's just not... The stars aren't aligning, aligning for me to play Zeke in DFS. I'm, I'm avoiding Zeke Elliott, especially at that price tag, against that defense. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I really like Zeke as well. and I've got, You've got to play him in your weekly leagues, but mm. he's not worth that price tag at the moment. No. Nah. Um, my contrarian play this week's Jarek McKinnon, 4,800 versus Houston, who are, uh, you know, since losing J.J. Watt, everyone thought that their defense would, you know, was going to be awesome anyway. Uh, obviously, with J.J. Watt, it's a huge difference. But they're, they're uh, 12th against running backs. Sorry, well, not 12th, but they're giving up the 12th most points to opposing running backs so far this season through the first four weeks. And I really like Jarek McKinnon. He showed a little bit of something... Um, on Monday Night Football against the Giants. I actually think he might be a better fit long-term for this Vikings team than Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from AP at the end of this season. And Jarrett McKinnon is incredibly athletic, incredibly gifted, good hands for this format to its half-point PPR, $4,800 against Houston. They like to run the ball. This will be a bit of a gritty affair, and I think McKinnon can uh, put up some yardage. Yeah, you, we're right on McKinnon there with AP's future. Like, he can run out of the shotgun, and that makes a big difference to their offense. Huge. Like, we all know he's not the same talent. We No one's actually Peterson level of talent, but AP's a downhill runner getting old. I think it's his last year there, too. Yep. Anyway, Daily Fantasy again. So I like that play. It was going to be my play, but you did it already. <laughs> so mine is, it feels a little point chasey, and I, don't, I feel bad doing it, but Terrence West against Washington at 4.8K. Washington have allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league, the same amount as the Saints, and the third most rushing yards. That's all the data I need for me to put him in there. Really cheap. I probably won't play him that much. I like Jordan Howard at 5.1, but, mm. you know, in a few lineups. Yep, why not? And with the Saints on bye, it's the, they're the, the Washington is the worst run defense in the NFL this week with the Saints on bye. So uh, exactly the stars right. are aligning for Terrence West for... For a guy with the surname West, he's a pretty good north-south runner, the old Terrence. Oh, God, why? Thank you. Uh, moving on to... <laughs> I got the air horn drop. I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, it, got the air... it got the air horn drop. Uh, all right, moving on to wide receivers. I'm doubling down on Mike Evans. I love Mike Evans this year. Uh, if you listen to any of our preseason uh, shows, I've been high on Mike Evans. I love him as a talent. I think he's a he's a great player. And we just saw Julio just destroy Carolina. And I can see Mike Evans doing something very, very similar in what should be a high-scoring affair. If you look at the Vegas totals, that's a good starting point in DFS. If Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points, that's often the way you should go with your DFS lineups. And on uh, Monday Night Football, this should be a high-scoring affair. Both quarterbacks can sling the ball. Both can put up a lot of points. Both secondaries are in in huge trouble. And Mike Evans, 9,200. I I don't expect 300 yards, but he could get half of that, 150 yards and a touchdown. Even in a in what was considered a bad week last week, he still had, you know, and he like he still had pretty good points. He still ended up getting you eight eight point eight and a half points, which is fine against the Denver defense. Five receptions, fifty nine yards. That was a down game, so um, I'm happy to take that as my flaw. Yeah, fantastic players. I'll probably be in a few of my lineups. My start, 
This is another Fields point chasey, but AJ Green getting all the targets he can handle. 8.8K against Dallas. I feel like he's underpriced. 8.8K sounds weird to say underpriced, but he costs less than Mike Evans. And I feel like they could both have some similar performances this week. Hmm. Uh, yeah, AJ Green seems tremendous. He should be at least 9,000. Yeah, he's the same price as Demarius Thomas. Yeah, he, he like, sh- and yeah, he should be up at the Julio Jordy Nelson level. Jordy Nelson is nine thousand nine and a half thousand. AJ Green's eight eight point eight. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it that's a, you know saves you a few few hundred uh, bucks there, and I think it's a fantastic play. Yep, uh, my sit this week is very similar to what you went with your quarterback sit, and that's Marvin Jones, who's been a really good play, and he's underpriced at seven thousand nine hundred versus Detroit, but against that. That Eagles secondary, again, mentioning they haven't given up a touchdown all season yet, and until they do, I'm, I'm avoiding uh, that situation, and I'm just uh, doing that as a more of a sit stack. So we like to uh, you know, stack <laughs> players, but I'm, I'm avoiding Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford altogether. Yeah, well, I'm sitting. I might be playing David Johnson as a running back, but I'm sitting Larry Fitzgerald against the 49ers. 8,000 bucks is too much for me to play for Larry. He had his good start like he did last year, and I think he's going to slowly dip away a little as we see more John Brown and Michael Floyd over the coming weeks. Carson Palmer and Doubt on a Thursday night. Like I'm not ready to put Larry Fitzgerald in any lineup. Mm. Don't doubt him long term, though. You, you'll often be on the wrong end of things doubting Larry Fitzgerald. The guy's a freak. Oh, I'm not. I'm not doubting him. I'm just. Yeah. I'm doubting him as, as a receiver that will cost me, you know, top ten price receiver. Yeah, true. Well, that's well, that's all right. Good. Thanks for clarifying because I, I didn't want yeah. people, you know, bad mouthing Larry Fitzgerald on this show. It's no, just, it's no, just no, not no, on door. It's not on door. Hang up with me, bro. If I'm yeah. Larry Fitz, you can hang up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bear that in mind. Uh, my contrarian <laughs> play this week is Ted Ginn Jr. I. Uh, 5,700 versus Tampa Bay. I mentioned just before that I expect a lot of points in this game, and I think Ted Ginn is the type of player that can really bust that Tampa Bay secondary over. I'm not sure if Kelvin Benjamin can do it. Despite the first week, he's kind of slowed down a little bit, and Ted Ginn Jr., for all the, the uh, I, I don't know, what, smack talk that I've said about Ted Ginn Jr. and, <laughs> and concerns about his hands, and it's he's a very easy target to bad mouth, but he's probably the best route runner that they have. Uh, on their team, and in terms of speed, obviously he he is the fastest man in their lineup. So he's he's a guy that I think will will find the end zone against Tampa Bay, and he's only five thousand seven hundred dollars. So I I'm expecting a touchdown from Ted Ginn Jr. this week. So on the show, I've been calling out obscure players scoring touchdowns, and I uh I hit on Delaney Walker, and then Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley got tackled at the one the week after, and this week it's uh Ted, and Hunter Henry last week, and then Ted Ginn Jr. is uh is my guy this week. I think he'll score a touchdown. I feel like Ted Ginn is daily fantasy analyst poison. We all fall every week. You get someone, someone names and he's going to break out. Um, yep. Um, I, I, I like the play because of the matchup, but I'm so afraid of playing Ted Ginn. Mm. Uh, live and die by Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> oh, it's definitely one of those plays that if you're going in, if you're in the you know Hail Mary contest, yep. one of those guys you, you put in there real cheap and hope that he, he gets 15 plus. Yeah, great. He's a great GPP player. Yeah. He is. I've cheated. I put two contrarians down. Just because, I, I don't know, I do, do what I want, I guess. First one, Why not? keeping the homerism going. Randall Cobb, 6.5K against the Giants. I feel like with Juice and Cobb, touchdown regression. I know he hasn't been great early, but we're going to try and feed in the ball, I feel. And 6.5K is a nice little price when you can build a lineup around a Hoyer and a Terrence West, and you've got a Randall Cobb there as your, third, your second receiver. It's not too bad. Hmm, interesting. And what's your other one? The other one, it's just, it's just like the same as Ted Ginn. 
He could score me zeros, could score me 20. But I'm looking at Chris Hogan against the Browns with Tom Brady. They, they paid Chris Hogan this offseason. They gave him $4 million over like the three years, so $12 million bucks in, in total. But they paid him money. They're going to use him at some point this year. He's only one of those guys for me that every other week could be a play. And I'm going to give a shot first week before anyone else does. Mm, okay, there we go. Uh I feel like maybe Woot got in your ear about coming on the show, and you're like, you're representing Woot tonight, so you had to mention Chris Hogan. His butt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, spots. he did. But, um, oh, I'll shout out for Woot then. He uh, he loves Chris Hogan. He uh, he adores Chris Hogan, so uh, he he'll be happy that he got a mention in the show. Uh, we'll move on to the tight end position, and interesting week this week for tight ends. There's a lot of like good plays, and it depends on injuries as well. Uh, we'll get to that later on, but my, my play is Zach Ertz. He's back, um, back for Philly. He's only 5,700. Because he's been out injured, he's avoided some price rises, and he plays a Detroit secondary that is just woeful against tight ends. They've given up six touchdowns to tight ends already in the season through four weeks, and a lot of a lot of targets in the red zone. Six, six, and f- six targets in the red zone for six touchdowns is uh, pretty... Pretty crazy odds when you look at it, and I just think Zach Ertz is going to be... He's probably the most talented like pass catcher on Philadelphia's team. Uh, no, Definitely. No, no shot at Jordan Matthews, who's fine, but Zach Ertz has all the potential to be you know, a top-five tight end in the NFL, and he's a he's a guy that I can see catching a lot of passes against his Detroit and, and finding the end zone. At 5,700, I really like that play. I think we missed a trick not naming Carson Wentz earlier. I feel like I might have should have put him down as my contrarian play, but oh well. Oh well, yeah, that's not bad. That. I um I picked him up in my year long league. I got Russell Wilson on by, so Carson Wentz was on the waiver wire. So I'm playing him this week. Yeah, I think that's a good play. Um, in similar vein, my theme all day play players against Indy. It seems that Zach Miller at six point one k against Indy. Brian Hoyer's been leaning on him. He's got what two or three touchdowns. I, I'm having the numbers in front of me under with Brian Hoyer there. I think it's three. I think he'll be lent on again. You know, uh, Kevin White's in doubt, isn't he? He is. He's definitely yeah, he in doubt. Is about, yeah. He's in doubt. You and know, it is, think, and it think, is three touchdowns. It is three touchdowns. Good. Thanks. I, I should have done my research properly, but you've got me covered. Why? It's all good. I'm on it. I'm on it. Good man. So I think that's a nice little play there. He likes Zach Miller the most, I feel, with the receivers, all he does. So good odds to get a touchdown against Indiana. Yeah, and if Kevin White is out, Alshon Jeffrey could be a really good play um, because he'll just, obviously, there'll be a lot more targets. Uh, it seemed yeah. like Hoyer was looking to White a little bit more and it took a little bit of targets away from Alshon. And if White is out, I think Alshon could get an uptick in in targets this week. So that's something to bear in mind. But yeah, Zach Miller seems to be a you know a red zone, just like they've just got eyes for each other. Uh Hoyer and Miller. It's a love story for the Chicago ages in, uh, for them to. Uh, my sit this week is Jordan Reed, 7,500 versus Baltimore. Uh, he's been my player the last couple of weeks, uh, and last week it really paid off. Uh, in one league, I stacked him and Kirk Cousins together, and it paid off quite well. But this week against Baltimore's defense, who haven't allowed a touchdown yet to tight ends, so uh, very opposite to what I did with Detroit until they can... Until I see a tight end go nuts against Baltimore, I'm not playing Jordan Reed, especially at his price tag, where I can get Zach Ertz at 5,700, or my contrarian play, which I'll name now, Hunter Henry at 4,600 against Oakland's defense, who are also not very good against the tight end and haven't been for, feels like, two or three years now. Uh, If Antonio Gates is out, Hunter Henry at 4,600 is just uh, delicious. 
Yeah, I like both those plays. Hunter Henry looks like a player. I wish uh, the yeah, He looks good, good, yeah. Yeah, oh well. Um, I'll do both mine then. Yep. The sit is this one. I know people are chasing him. I've read some daily fantasy blogs already that the people are locking this guy into their lineups. I'm going against it. I'm avoiding Kyle Rudolph at 6,300 against Houston. I don't like that he scored too many touchdowns. I know it means nothing. I know touchdown regression's a myth, but I'm going against it. So and, I, I don't think he scored this week. And Houston haven't, haven't allowed a uh, touchdown to tight end yet either as well. Very similar to Baltimore in that exactly regard. Right. And the contrarian play I've got is Martellus Bennett at 5.6K against Cleveland. Yeah, boy. Gronk, you know, hamstring, yeah, hamstring issues. Bennett's going to see targets and probably catch a touchdown for me. I, yeah, I, I feel pretty comfortable. Career. If I could play two tight ends this week, I, could, I might have done it. I wish, I wish we could on the Moneyball format. I wish there was another flex. It would be, it would be even better. Um, would I would play a couple of tight ends. So I'm possibly doing that in my year-long league. I've got Hunt Henry and Martellus Bennett, and I've got Christian Michael uh, on by. So I, I do have a flex spot opening, and if, if Gates is out, I'm, I'm rolling out the two tight ends set in Bennett and uh, Hunt oh, Henry. And even I if, love it. Even if Gronk is in, I still think Martellus Bennett, like he's been up and down without Brady, but I feel like he'll just slot into that Antonio, uh, sorry, that Aaron Hernandez Roll, um, you know, take that with you know on the field. Hopefully, no off the field issues with <laughs> with Martellus. I doubt it. He's uh, yeah, he's a lot smarter than Aaron Hernandez, obviously. But uh, I just think that he'll play that role perfectly, and I can see him getting a very steady stream of income, even in like games where he doesn't score a touchdown. I still think he'll end up getting sort of five or six catches anyway. Um, I think he can be a steady guy. Not for obviously DFS, you got to pick your poison there, but. Uh, if Gronk is out long term, Martellus is immediately like what a top two tight end in in year long yeah. and in daily. He's been sneaky good anyway. I mean, week one he was used for blocking, you know, and they got their line sorted. So week, week two he caught five catches for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Week four, five catches over a hundred yards. Yep. I mean, oh, they're pretty decent numbers for a tight end. You know, what more can you ask for? Exactly. No, so I think it's a great play. Yep. Uh, moving on to defense, I like New England this week. Five thousand against Cleveland. Not a not a very good week for their defense. I know they held Buffalo to 16 points, but uh, they gave up some really really long drives. To uh, it was actually I'm gonna give Rex Ryan some credit. I rewatched the game and he 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 played well. He coached a good game, but I think uh, you totally different environment here playing against uh, Cody Kessler and this Browns uh, team. Although the Browns do lead the league in rushing, and if they can you know channel what McCoy did last week, they could. Keep things interesting. I just can't see them putting up too many points, and that's the no. that's the thing. And at five thousand dollars, I uh, I'm taking New England. Yeah, just on the Browns, they're better than zero and four. Yeah, just putting it out there. Exactly. They're not as bad. They're not the Cleveland Browns anymore. If you get me. No, they they're playing hard, and they're actually fun to watch. And I give them credit. I, I've been telling Browns fans on the pod and and channeling my Mark Sessler because he's been saying the same is just ignore the box score and, and the actual win-loss record and just watch them and you can see, you know, positives going forward for the future and, and players and, and Hugh Jackson being creative. It's good to have a, a really good creative coach in their building. Exactly. And Terrell Pryor's one of my favourite plays every week. Man, I picked awesome. him the week he went at quarterback. But, yeah, they try to find ways to get him the ball. You know, any week you can play him, I feel. I feel there'll be a trick play from Terrell this week. Oh, I like it. Maybe I'll have to well, change my contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> so defense to me, I, I can't pony up for any top defenses this week. And there's not many cheap ones I like, but I'm going on a punt here and hoping the Steelers hosting the Jets at 4.1K. You can grab a few Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> interceptions and post over 10 points. It's all I'm hoping for. 
Ryan sits six pick trick is what they've been calling him. I can't say Jeez. it properly, but uh, that's that's what it is. That's a that's a tongue twister, like Irish wristwatch. Um, you say that ten times really fast, like I dare you. But uh, yeah, I like the still nine interceptions in two weeks. If you want to keep going, but surely he surely Fitz could turn around. But uh, at four thousand one hundred, that's just really cheap. Uh, you can yeah. load up so many other positions. Kicker, and you know, spin a wheel, really, just spin a wheel. But I, <laughs> Every I, I mentioned Nick Novak last week, and he did put up a lot of points. I just, the Texans seem to be very inept in the red zone. I just, they don't score too many points, and they're playing against the Minnesota defense that's just unbelievable right now, and playing at an ungodly level. So I think that they could, you know, still move the ball quite well with DeAndre Hopkins and things, but, um, you know, at this point, they may have to settle for a few field goals. Yeah, well, I've just changed mine, just thinking about it right then. I'm going for Chris Boswell. I'm going Steelers again. Hmm. Neil, the Jets' D's okay. Boswell hasn't been great this season, but he was the second, he finished second in points per game for a kicker last year in, in fantasy. So I feel at some point he's going to, he's going to break off a decent week and he's really cheap, 4.3k. I'll plug him in and see how he goes. Kicker, as you said, it's a, it's a lottery every week unless you're picking Goskowski now that Brady's back. Yeah, spin a wheel, but I did like your original pick of Mason Crosby. The Giants actually have given up the most points to kickers, if that means anything to anyone. I don't, I don't know if that's just pure luck or, or whatnot, because their defense isn't, like, it's better, but it's not like, you know, this insane red zone efficient defense. So, uh, you know, take that with what you what you will. You got me self-conscious of being a homer pick. I didn't. I don't, I don't pick Mason Crosby because he's a nah, packer. No, that's all right, I, there, but then, I was like, oh, I but can't pick another packer. But it's right <laughs> to be, it's okay to be a homer when your team is playing well and and is you know is scoring points and and things are going okay. Mm. Um, obviously it's not like a perfect start for Green Bay, but it's not disastrous no. like my team. It's hard to get really behind them. Like the, the first time I was a homer last. You know, this year was last week in T.Y. Hilton. That didn't quite work off, so I just sort of took a step back this week and I uh, didn't mention any Colts. I just picked players against uh, uh, just against the Colts. crappy team. Um, Chuck Pagano's got to go. Uh, a new favourite game on the podcast is naming people that I would rather have coached the Colts than Chuck Pagano. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great um, stuff. Just out of nowhere, how do you feel about Philip Dorsett there? I know you don't want to talk about Colts, but he's pretty cheap. He's 5.2K and that yeah, I think if you could see a very similar play to him last week where he managed to score on it. He hasn't been a huge target share. It seems to be going a lot to the running backs and tight ends. They're playing a lot of two tight end sets because Jack Doyle, it's not a fluke. Jack Doyle is a good player, and he is. Um, that's the reason they let Kobe Fleener go is because they knew Jack Doyle was a, was a good player, and he's a better player than not, Kobe Fleener, to be honest. And also Fleener isn't good. But... Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. It, it seems to be spread out more, but if someone's you know more likely other than T.Y. Hilton to bust off a long touchdown against this Bears secondary, it is uh, it is Philip Dorsett. It just depends on the game script. If I hope Chicago get up like 14-0 in the first 10 minutes, because then that's when the Andrew Luck's like, you know, it and just go no huddle. And uh, he, that's when we're most efficient is when Luck takes charge of that. that uh, yeah, one, there is risk in this game, though. If you don't put points up, I know we, we can back usually the Colts against the Bears, but we know John Fox will go ultra conservative if they're ahead. Mm. So I'm hoping, if this go, I hope this is a shootout the whole way through. It could end up being a, a real blowout and we've wasted all of our picks on Chicago, but I'm hoping it'll it'll be shit Yeah, it could be, and you you got to factor in the London travel as well. So the Colts, they may be a yeah. little bit, and they just historically always get off to slow starts um, in games. It just seems to be the the, the uh, Pagano era. It's just a Pagano trope, oh. trope really. 
it's classic. It's it's not a good coach. It's classic. You know, any game sort of game plan gets thrown out the window. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. you start going no huddle, all of a sudden Andrew Luck's just doing Andrew Luck things. You look yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm just. you're already down by 14. I'm just sick of the Andrew Luck narrative that he's not good because of just. He's just being wasted by this organization. It's very, very, very frustrating. But anyway, I'll save that rant for the show when we lose to the Bears. Yeah. Next... I, just, I heard this week again the. Um, are we sure Andrew Luck is good? Oh. Awful taste. One guy went at me at Twitter, and I was at work, and I was very frustrated, and I let him get to me, and I just went at him and at him and at him and at him, and Bungard's like, why are you letting him? And I, I was like, I, I know, I blocked, I blocked, but it was just like, he was like, oh, he only threw 46 passing yards in the third quarter. I'm like, oh, you know, we'll judge quarterbacks on passing yards. We're we're going down a you know, very bad slope here, so anyway. But that's it. That's our, uh, any last uh, DFS plays? What One for me is is uh, DeAndre Hopkins might be a firmer void after we've seen what Minnesota have done against uh, Odell Beckham and, and, and players like that. They seem seemed to be shutting down number one wide receivers pretty good. I think Hopkins is almost a void everywhere. Like if you got him in, um, I'm not targeting him in season long. If you got him in season long, I'd be a little worried about him at the moment. Yeah. He, um, the game script, you know, it was the season long, and that's why I avoided him. Was that he was putting up huge numbers earlier in the season last year because they were down a lot in games. Now that they're mm-hmm. actually, you know, lined up quite well in games, they're just running the ball and they don't really need to chuck it to him twenty five times a game. So that really affects his numbers and and his uh in his production. Yeah, and is Brock really better than Brian Hoyer? Not really. I've been like, saying I think this Brian Hoyer is good, but. Yeah, I've been saying that all year. But anyway, all right, that's the show. Mitch, before we let you go, anything you want to plug, uh, your Twitter handle or, you know, anything like that? Uh, well, I am on NRL Boom Rookies, uh, the NRL podcast. We wrap up next week, though, so I don't know. Don't really bother if, you, if you're going to have to jump on now. But you can find me on Twitter at Mitch, Do- Mitch D, sorry, underscore 90. Yes is an underscore on my handle. Wow. Uh, yeah, you can at me there. If you want to talk about the Packers, I'll be there. If you want to play Madden, hit me up there as well, and I'll roast you online later. Okay, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Woot at Woot, etc. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, and Radio Hub. Please, moneyball.com.au. Sign up and play today. It's free to join. It's free available. 